Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. believe it was in Mark chapter 5. It said, as Jesus taught the word, it said, the Spirit of the Lord was there to heal. Amen. Hallelujah. Expect healing. Expect. Expect a word from God. Expect whatever you might have need of today. Expect the answer to come. Maybe you need wisdom today. Expect the answer to what you need. You're needing a breakthrough, needing a miracle. Expect it. I, I re- remember years ago, and I uh, when I first moved here, it was the first cu- first week that I was in Texas, and and um, hadn't started Bible school yet. And and I remember uh, they were having um, 30 days of glory uh, at EMIC, and and I remember going out there, and I. I'd, I remember Brother Copeland was ministering that night. It was the first night I just got into town. Um, actually, it was my second day here, my first uh, f- full day here. And that night, and went with uh, some people I was staying with at that time. And 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 I remember sitting. I know. Ex- I remember exactly where I was sitting in the church at EMIC. Um, I was right to the. I was in the back row in the center section. The, the sound booth was like to my right, and I was right on the end aisle. I remember exactly where I was sitting, and the Lord said said, now I want you to say this every time that you have the opportunity to hear the Word of God. Now, he goes, I want you to say this. Father, I thank you that I get to hear your Word today. I open my heart to receive from it. And so no matter who's speaking and, and no matter what it is, that, that constantly the Lord just brings that to me. And I might say it quietly under my breath. Father, it's an honor to hear your Word today. It's an honor to hear your Word Things that you honor in your life will be fruitful. Things we honor in our life will be, will be fruitful. Things you dishonor in your life will, bring, will, be, will, will eventually die out or be neglected or be, will, would break down. If you, if you don't honor your vehicle and you never get the oil changed... And you never, never do what needs to be done in the maintenance on that vehicle. The, 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 the warranty or what the industry says, the potential of that vehicle will never reach its full potential because you didn't honor it. If you don't honor your relationships, your relationships will eventually die. If you don't honor your finances, then eventually you'll be broke and lose what God has blessed you with. I'm going to be talking about no other name again this morning, and we've talked about no other foundation, and last week we talked about no other name, and, but I want to take this in a little bit different direction today because, because I believe it's important for us to grow in an area in our walk with God that's going to cause us to see greater fruit. I don't know about you, but I, I like the idea of greater fruit. How about you? I, I, don't want to, I don't want to be like the fig tree that Jesus had to curse. <laughs> I, I want to be productive. I want, I, I want to be something that, that I want to be a person that people can come to because why? My life is fruitful. And it's filled with God fruit. God fruit. I, I want God fruit abounding in my life. How about you? Now, let's go to uh, Psalm chapter 5. Psalm chapter 5.
And this a couple of weeks back when uh, Dr. Savell ministered out of the scripture, and we talked about it last week as well. But let's pick up in verse 11. It says, But let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Let all those rejoice who put their trust in you. Do you put your trust in him? Then according to this, it says we should rejoice. Amen. Then it says, let them, who are them, the ones that trust in him, let them ever shout for joy because you defend them. Man, because God has spread protection over you, because he's a shield about you, he, that we should shout for joy, right? Because he's, he defends us. He, he, we have a defender. Then it says, let those also who love your name be joyful in you. Let those also who love, love, adore your name be joyful in you. Why? For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor, and you will surround him as with a shield. Wow. Let those who love your name. Can you say it with me? Love his name. Say it again. Love his name. Love is a, is a term of respect. It's a term of adoration, affection, but it's a term of honor. Let those who love your name. Last week we talked about how the name of the Lord is a strong tower, right? And the righteous run into it and are safe. The name. I encourage you to go back and listen to last week's message. I mean, talking about this. But let me talk about the name for a minute. And there's something I was researching some things and about the name and and someone you know if you're better uh, Hebrew scholar than I am uh, I'm not saying I am I'm a, I'm a I'm not a Hebrew scholar I just I know how to read um, so I didn't take Hebrew uh, I mean don't even have a degree so but I you know spent time a lot of time with Jesus <laughs> spent a lot of time listening to great messages. But the word name in the Hebrew is a word Shem. And the word name for Shem, it also has, there's another word. Now, Hebrew has numerical values. So every letter, there's a number. And we could go and every, every, every letter, there's a picture that it paints. And I don't have time to go into all that this morning. But there's another word that has the same numerical value as the Hebrew word name, and that word is where we get the word book from. So the same, so book in Hebrew has the same numerical value as name. So when we talk about someone's name, we're talking about where they came from. We're talking about their existence. We're talking about who they are. We're talking now, if we talk, read a autobiography, which is a, a book that's written about someone's life. So when we talk about the name, we're not just saying a title of something, but I'm talking about their history. I'm talking about their ability. 
I'm talking about what they possess. I'm talking about everything they are. And that name, which is a book, gives me a complete story of everything that they are. So the name. So the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Now, when Moses went to uh, to God and said, hey, after God told him, I want you to go set the people free. He he goes to Moses and he say, hey, um, uh, Moses, I want you to um, I want you to do this. But Moses says, well, who should I tell them sent me? Who? Who should I now? Now, Moses wasn't asking for a name. He wants to know. What authority? He's wanting to know what he's like. He's wanting to know what he's all about. When they say, he's saying, who should I tell them sent me? And, and, he, and, he, and he says, what, tell them I am sent you. What was he saying? He was saying, saying they just don't want to, they just don't want to name. They want to know who, what's backing this. And, and, and what does God respond? He says, he talks about, I am, I am the, the God of what Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So what is he saying? He's talking about his history. He, now he, then he says, he goes and tell them, I've seen their affliction. Now he's telling them that, hey, he wants to be acquainted with me. He, he wants to get into my life. And the next thing he says, I will redeem them. So when he gives them a name, he was saying, saying, this is who I am. This is what I know. And this is what I'm going to do. So when you talk about the names of God, you're talking about who he was, who he is and what he will do. So the name of the Lord is a strong tower. Let's go to Psalms 9. Thank you, Father. Psalms 9, let's look at verse 9. The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. So the Lord will be a refuge. So that's like the tower that I can run into. He's a refuge for the oppressed. I'm so grateful that he is a refuge for the oppressed. A refuge in times of trouble. And those who know your name will put their trust in you. Wow. Those who know your name. Do you know his name this morning? Do you know his history? Do you know who he is? Do you you know what he can do? Do you know his nature, his character, the essence of what makes him God? Those who know his name will put their trust in him. You know, if I've never, let me read this in the Amplified in verse 10. It says, and they who know your name, who have experienced an acquaintance with your mercy, will lean on and confidently put their trust in you. For you, Lord, have not forsaken those who inquire of and for you on authority of God's word and the right of their necessity. Meaning, I'm seeking God, I'm pursuing Him, one, because His Word gives me the right to, and secondly, because I need it. 
Those that know your name, those that lead, those that know your name, those that know that you are mercy, those that know that you're righteous, know, those that know that you're a healer, those that know that you are El Shaddai, that you are Jehovah Jireh, they will what? They will trust in you. They will lean on you. See, if you don't know him, you'll never trust him. If I don't know him, I'll never trust him. Let's look at Psalms 29. Hallelujah. Thank you for the victory that we have in the name. Oh, Father, I thank you that you are the great I am. Psalms 29, verse 1 says... Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory that's due to his name. Wow. Give unto the, so give unto the Lord, O ye mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord. In the beauty of holiness. Wow. Give. Give unto the Lord, ye mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord glory due to his name. Wow. Now I wanted to read Psalms 5, Psalms 9, and Psalms 29 because my assignment this morning and the deposit is something is I want you to see when it comes to his name, there's two things. One we saw in, in verse, chapter 5, let those who love your name. That's, that shows honor. Honor his name. Chapter 9, what do you see? Those that know his name will put their trust in him. And then in verse 29, chapter 29, it says, Give unto the Lord the glory that's due to his name. What I want to deal with this morning is the connection between trust and honor. There's a connection between trust and honor. See, if I... You'll never trust what you don't honor. And you'll never honor what you don't trust. We need to come to a place where we trust and honor his name. Trust and honor his name. There's a connection between trust and honor. Without turning there, I could bring up Proverbs chapter 3. Trust in the Lord. See, you could probably quote this with me, right? Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Now think, now think of this. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him. If I don't trust in the Lord with all my heart, I'll never get to a place where I acknowledge him in all my ways. You see, the acknowledge him in all my ways is an attitude of honor. Because I trust him with all my heart, I'm going to now honor him in my finances. I'm going to honor him in my relationships. I'm going to honor him in these areas of my life. 
If we don't understand honor, we'll never grow in our trust. And if we don't understand trust, we'll never grow in honor. Trust and honor are connected. Another example I can show you from Scripture. I could throw it, I guess, but I'll just say it. But Romans chapter 4 talks about Abraham, and it says, And Abraham was strengthened in faith as he gave praise and glory to God. So as he honored God, he grew in strength. He was strengthened in faith as he gave praise and glory to God. So as he honored, his trust grew. And then he goes on and it says, it says that he got to a place, I think it says that he believed that God, what God said, he was also able to do. That's honor. That's honor. He's saying, God, I know that, that what you said, you can also do it. So there's this, there's this connection back and forth of trust and honor, trust and honor, trust and honor. All of, if we want our relationships to be strong, that's natural relationships or our relationship with our heavenly father, we have to understand something about trust and honor, trust and honor, trust and honor. See, if you don't trust me as your pastor, you won't honor me as your pastor. If you don't trust your spouse, you won't honor them. And if you don't honor them, they'll never trust you. It's, it's something that goes hand in hand. In our world today, our world today, there's so much dishonor. Why is there so much dishonor in our world today? Because there's no trust in our world today. We don't trust each other. We don't, we don't know who to trust. We don't know what's true. We don't know all these things. Why? Because, because you have media that doesn't honor people to give them truth. And you have people that can't honor, honor authorities. And you have all of these things. Why? Because trust and honor are obsolete in our society. And sometimes we treat God the same way. Those that know his name will trust in him. Give unto the Lord the glory that's due to his name. Now, it's not, a, it's, not just a, it's not just a term Yahweh or Jehovah or Lord or Jesus. It's not just, just, it's not just the, the letters, it's the person. Remember Pastor Carla got up after, at the end of the service last week and we talked about when we call on his name, we're talking about his presence. We're talking about who he is, his nature, his character, and all that he is. His name. Let's go to Leviticus chapter 22. Let's talk about honoring his name for a moment. And any time you go to the Old Testament, you read some things that I'm about to read to you, you always have to look at, look, look at it through the eyes of the cross. In our redemption, because I don't want to place a, I don't want to, I don't want to place a law on you, but at the same time, I want you to understand the importance of what I'm about to share with you. You know, um, for instance, a lot of times you say, well, we don't, we don't preach the Ten Commandments. And you say, well, you know, Jesus fulfilled the law. 
Okay, I understand that. But what we have to understand as New Testament believers, the law didn't become obsolete. The, 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 the letter of the law became obsolete. But in Hebrews, it says that the law has now been written on my heart. So the law just changed positions. It's not that it's no longer there. So, for instance, is it okay to commit adultery now because Jesus went to the cross? Well, he fulfilled the law. I guess I can just sleep whoever I want to sleep with. He fulfilled the law. Well, what, what do you mean that, Pastor Justin? What? So, so there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things. You know, thou shalt not steal. So I'm not on the law, brother. Well, so is it, is it okay to steal? See, that's ignorance. It's stupid. I'm under grace now. So you're under grace so I can ha- steal and have adultery. It's, it's, it doesn't make sense. It's like, so I don't want to place a, a bondage on you. I, I want to bring some revelation to us this morning. Now, now what, trust and honor. Let's go back to that. I, I think I need to stay on that for a minute. Okay. How many people believe in gravity? You know, I mean, okay, now, I trust in gravity, but now let's all go on top of this roof and let's jump off and let's see if we honor gravity. I mean, I mean, do, do we trust and honor gravity? Because Carolyn, I, I, I'll try not to get that. Yeah, I mean, so. I mean. Hey, I don't think I only got one shell in there, maybe. So, you know, we, we honor gravity. We honor and we, we trust it. So, I mean, when I first did that, I mean, Dave was like, whoa, why? Because, why? Because, because... He honored. There was a fear associated. I don't want to get that egg on me. I don't, I don't want the egg to fall on the floor. I, there's, a, there's, this, there's this fear that's there that I don't want to. Why? Because, because he honors, he's honoring the mess that the egg can make. Dave, come here a second. No, just stand over there. I'll, I'll pay for your dry cleaning bill. I, I'll, I'll pay for. Your... Now, see, now this wasn't a real one. So, so it says faith, you know. So, so the point is, is a lot of times we will. You can be seated. Thank you, Dave. See, a lot of times we, 
we would fear an egg dropping more than we would fear God. And so there is this, there's this aspect and there's a lack of honor in the church. And because there's a lack of honor, there's a lack of trust. And we want to have faith that move mountains, but we don't understand honor. We don't honor authority. We don't honor, honor um, uh, the word. We don't honor different areas of our lives. But yet we want to see the hand of God move in our lives. But yet, yet do we understand the connection between trust and honor? Trust and honor. Let's look at Leviticus here. Verse 31, it says, Therefore you shall keep my commandments and perform them. I am the Lord. You shall not profane my holy name, but I will be hallowed among the children of Israel. I am the Lord who sanctifies you, who brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. To be your God. Now think about that. Here he says that you would not profane my name. Now, like I said, I'm not saying, you know, what is, what is the one of the Ten Commandments? Don't take the Lord's name in vain, right? Right? You can say, yes. He says, don't profane the name. So, now so I don't want us to get in this, in a legalistic idea of what it means to take the, names, the Lord's name in vain. Now, yes, you need to monitor what's coming out of your mouth. What are you saying? You know, I've heard it said this way. You know, you say Jesus Christ 30 times and meaning nothing to it. And when you go pray for someone, now you're wanting God to show up. But you didn't want him to show up the other times. And I can get in and we can talk about that. But but understanding, you know, even the Jewish people got, and someone can correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong on this, but, you know, they got to a place where they couldn't even write the name out. They wouldn't even put the vowels in it. But in my knowledge, God never told them that they couldn't write his name or say his name. The Jewish people, the, they created what they call fence laws. And what they did was they were like, okay, don't take the Lord's name in vain. And they're saying, so, so that's what God said. But over here they're saying, okay, we won't even say his name or write his name because if I don't say it and don't write it, then I'll never do it. So God never said they couldn't write it and God never said they couldn't speak it. The issue was, is don't profane it. The issue is, don't make light of it. One of the greatest ways that you could hinder in a Jewish person's mindset that you'd hinder their name is talk against their reputation. So the greatest way we can profane his name is when we start saying things about God that aren't his nature. He made me sick. That's, that's talking against his reputation. And you could, we, could, you could, we could label a number of things in that, but in not profaning his name. Too often we can treat God as just a name we say, but we truly aren't captivated by his person. Are we captivated by his person? So it's not just saying the name God or saying Jehovah or Yahweh. It's not just saying it. The thing is, is when I say it, am I captivated by the person of him? Am I captivated by his presence? Am I captivated by his character? Am I captivated by all that he is when I call upon his name? Am I expecting him to be there? Let's go to Malachi chapter 1. 
Malachi chapter 1. Thank you, Father. Malachi chapter 1, verse 5, it says, I'm not sure where Malachi is. Go to Matthew and turn left one. (laughs) Verse 5 says, Your eyes shall see and you shall say, The Lord is magnified beyond the border of Israel. Now, what is this speaking of? This is talking about that, that God is going to go beyond the Jewish people to get his job done. Basically, that's what it's saying. It's saying God is going to go beyond the Jews to get his job done and his job accomplished. Verse 6 says, A son honors his father and a servant his master. If if then I am the father, where is my honor? And if if I'm a master, where is my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts. To you priests who despise my name. Yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? Now, without going through and reading everything, it talks about their offerings. It talks about what they're bringing. It's talking about all these different things that they're bringing. These are priests he's talking to. So you can say he's talking to pastors. Saying, you're what, you're despising my name. Meaning you're doing all these things and you're not taking account that I'm in your midst. You're not taking account that I'm the one that you are bringing an offering to. You're, you're taking me totally out of the equation. You're not looking at me as the one that you are honoring. And because you don't truly trust me, you're not truly honoring me. And because you're not honoring me, you're never going to come to a place where you trust me. Verse 11. I could read each verse here, but verse 11 says, For from the rising of the sun, even to its going down... My name shall be great among the Gentiles. So now listen, he, he, he talks about, I'm going beyond Israel's borders. And here he says, you know what? Hey, you've despised my name, but you know what? My name is going to be great among the Gentiles. Meaning my, the Gentiles are going to know what my name is. The Gentiles are going to receive who I am, what I'm all about, and what I have the ability to do. And then he says this, verse verse. Uh, My name shall be great among the Gentiles. In every place, incense shall be offered to my name. That just means worship. And a pure offering for my name shall be great among the nations, says the Lord of hosts. What is he saying, Joseph? He's saying, look, my name has no longer become great among you. Israel got my people. He said to Israel, my name has no longer been great. But you know what? My name is going to be great among the Gentiles and the nations. See, this is because they despise the name because they didn't understand that his name is his presence. His name is his person. And when we look at him and we just look at the name for just face value and we don't understand the relationship that he desires to have with each one of us. Thank you, Father. Let's go to chapter 2. He says, If you will not hear, and if you will not take heart to give glory to my name. 
Verse 5 of chapter 2. My covenant was with him, one of life and peace, and I gave them to him that he, that, they, that he might fear me. So he feared me and was reverent before my name. I believe he's talking of Jesus there. Let's look at um, chapter 3, verse 16. Chapter 3, verse 16. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. Whoa. Now think about that. I know this is Old Testament, but it's actually prophesying about the coming of what would happen after John the Baptist comes. Then those who feared the Lord spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. Those who feared the Lord. Well, what's this all, this, all these chapters about? Fearing the name of the Lord. Honoring the name. Honoring Him. Honoring the person. Honoring His presence. Honoring His character. Honoring His nature. I'm telling you, God is a big deal. There, there's nothing bigger than Him. There's nothing greater than Him. There's nothing more important than Jesus. There's nothing more important than Jesus. There's nothing more important than the gift of the Holy Spirit. There's nothing more important than the Word of God. There's nothing more important than His presence. It doesn't matter all the other places you could be on a Sunday morning. There's nothing more, nothing greater than being in His presence amongst believers. Then those who feared... The Lord, we say the name of the Lord, spoke to one another, and the Lord listened and heard them. So a book of remembrance was written before them. Now listen, this, for those who fear the Lord and who meditate on His name. Wow. Meditate on His name. Just close your eyes for a minute. Just take time, not, not just meditating on the name God or the name, just... Just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart who He is to you. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. For those who fear the Lord and who meditate on His name. Thank you, Father. Mm. Meditate. Think on. Sometimes you just have to get quiet and just meditate. Lord, you're my healer. Maybe it's just you say, Lord, I've made a mess of a situation. I've made. And you can just sit back and say, Lord, you're a restorer. Lord, I don't know which direction to go. I don't know which way to take. I'm not sure. 
how, how this is going to end up. But you just meditate and Lord, you're my shepherd. You're my shepherd. You're my shepherd. Thank you, Father. For those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. Then verse 17 says, they shall be mine. I think about that for a moment. So it's talking about those who fear the Lord and who meditate on his name. It says, they shall be mine. Wow. You see, knowing... You see, if we draw near to him, he draws near to us. You see... Meditating on him and meditating on his person and meditating on who he is. He's saying, those that know me, I'll know them. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. That's the Lord of the angel armies. The Lord of the angel armies wants to know you. The, the, the Lord of the angels armies says, you're mine. When you know him, he knows you. This Christian walk is so much more than, hey, I'm going to heaven one day. No, this Christian walk is about, about being able to walk like Jesus, to, to have a relationship like Jesus had with his heavenly Father. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, on that day that I make them my jewels. Wow. You're his jewel. <laughs> Thank you, Father. You know, so in Malachi, we know after the book of Malachi, it was we, they called the 400 silent years. There's no speaking prophet. There's nothing that they necessarily have record of. It's prophesying about one that would come. One that would be crying in the wilderness. And yet we don't really see a whole lot until we get to God showing up to Zechariah and saying, you're going to have a son and is, you're going to call him John. So 400 silent years. And yet, just in the early part of Jesus' teaching, early part in Matthew chapter 6, the disciples are walking with Jesus and following Jesus and in, in this journey and, and becoming fishers of men. And, and all of a sudden they're like, hey, 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 Jesus, teach us to pray. It wasn't about, they want, well, teach us how to sound good. No, really what they were asking Joseph is they're saying, teach us to get results. I, it's just not about, can, can I sound good when I pray? No, no, teach us to get results. I just don't want to sound good when I pray. I want to get results. So what what does Jesus respond? And he says, pray like this. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Hallowed be thy name. This wasn't... This wasn't about just having having this degree in in preaching an abracadabra prayer. If I just say this, then I've, no. This was about getting to know the Father, getting to know what the Father will do. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be. 
set apart is that name. Holy is that name. Sacred is that name. How wonderful is that name. How powerful is that name. Hallowed. Hallowed is that name. It's not, it's, not, it's not fearing the name to where you don't say it. That's not the point. If that was the point, why would he say, call unto me and I'll answer you and show you great and mighty things? It's not about, it's not about just the, the saying the name. It's about, it's about believing the name. It's about honoring the name. And it's about trusting the name. Hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Hallowed be thy name. Let's go to John 17. <clears throat> Thank you. <coughs> Thank you, Father. Trust the name and honor the name. Honor the name, trust the name. Verse 24 of John 17. It says, Father, I desire that they also whom you've given me be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory which you've given me, for you love me before the foundation of the world. O righteous Father, the world has not known you. The world hasn't known you. Those that know your name will trust in you. That's what that, that we read that in Psalms 9. Those that know your name will trust in the name. But he says, the world has not known you. But he says, but I have known you. So if he's known, if he knows him, that means he trusts him. And these have, have known that you sent me. Now verse 26, I have declared to them your name. I've declared to them your name. I have declared to them your name and will declare it. I love that. I will declare your name. I will declare it. I have declared it and I will declare it. See, this is something that I believe that we always need to be talking about. The nature, the person of Jesus. The nature and person of who God is. He says, I have declared to them your name. I've declared your person. I've declared your character. I've, I've told your story. I've, I've read your book. I've told your book. I've told them and I've, I've translated this book of your name to them and I will declare it. Thank you, Father. That the love which you've loved me may be in them. And I in them. I have declared to them your name and will declare it. Why is he declaring the name? That the love with which you love me may be in them. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. He said, I will make your name known. Thank you, Father. Know his name. Knowing his name will bring forth trust. Knowing his name will bring forth honor. And trust and honor bring forth manifestation. Thank you, Father. Go to Isaiah 52 and I'll close with this. Isaiah 52. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Before we read that, just think about trust and honor. About faith and honor. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Without faith or without trust, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. Is. Is what? What his name says he is. And what he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Trust and honor. Let's trust his name. Let's honor his name. In Isaiah 52, and I said I'll close with this. Verse 5. It says, Now therefore, what have I here, says the Lord, that my people are taken away for nothing? Those who rule over them make them wail, says the Lord. And he says, And my name is blasphemed continually every day. What does that mean? Every day people are talking against my character and my nature. Every day people are coming against who I am. And see, this is something that's, that if you haven't seen already, will continue to be more prominent in our world. That his name is blasphemed continually every day. How many times does the world make fun of Christians? How, how many times does the world make fun of Jesus? Make fun of God? Make fun of the church? Make fun of believers? He says, my name is blasphemed continually, continually every day. Therefore, my people shall know my name. See, the world doesn't, isn't going to know him. The world isn't going to know his name, but the church needs to know his name. The church needs to know his nature. The church needs to know his character. Where does God show up? Let me, let me, let me say this. God shows, I wrote this down. God shows up where we welcome him. God shows up where we celebrate him. God shows up where we worship him. God shows up where we seek and pursue him. God shows up where we stand up for him. God shows up where we trust him and God shows up where we honor him. Manifestation is always on the other side of trust and honor. Because all those other words I read come down to trust and honor. Therefore, my people shall know my name. Therefore, they shall know in that day that I am he who speaks. Behold, it is I. The Amplified says, I believe it says, my people shall know my name and what it is. Behold, I am. Then it says, how beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good news, who proclaims peace and brings glad tidings of good things, who proclaims salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Hallelujah. Your God reigns. Bottom line, what his name means? His name is, his name is good news. His name is, his name is good news. His name is peace. His name are glad tidings. His name proclaims salvation and his name declares he reigns. 
So no matter what you're facing and no matter what, how long you've been a believer or whatever it is, it's not about knowing every single one of his names and trying to call on the right name or whatever the name is. It's understanding that his person and who he is, that when you declare him, he reigns over whatever you're declaring him over. He reigns. There's no other name. There's no other name. But let's come to a place where we honor and we trust him. Trust his person and honor his person. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I'm going to read this. Psalms 29 says, Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty ones, give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due to his name. Worship the Lord in beauty of holiness. And then for the next 10 verses or so, he talks about the voice of the Lord. But he ends chapter 29 like this. The Lord will give strength to his people and the Lord will bless his people with peace. So I can read it this way. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty ones. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory that's due to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Because the Lord will give strength to his people. And the Lord will bless his people with peace. You see, when we trust him and we honor him, what does he do? He reaches back with outstretched hand. And he gives strength to his people. And he blesses his people with peace. When I glorify his name and I make much of his name, he's turning around and saying, here, be, be strengthened. Be strong. What is he saying? Here's peace. Here's peace. Here's peace. You're, you, you're troubled in your heart. Here's peace. So glorifying his name is, is just open yourself up to receive his strength and to receive his peace. Can we do that just for a moment? Just lift your hands to heaven and let's glorify his name. We glorify your name in this place today, Master Jesus. We welcome you, Heavenly Father. We honor you today and we trust, on, we trust in you that your name is great and greatly to be praised. We release our faith in you today, Heavenly Father. Release our faith in you, King Jesus. We honor you. We honor you. We trust you and we honor you today. We trust that you're sitting on the throne and you're doing all things well. You're sitting on the throne and you're make, behold, you make all things new. Oh, thank you. We, we glorify his name. We glorify your name. We glorify your name today. Oh, we glorify your name. We glorify your name. Oh, your person, your nature, your character, all that you are. You're the great I am. The great I am. That we would not profane your name. We wouldn't talk against your reputation, but we'd lift up and glorify your name. Oh, Shotor Rogo Shoko Sorabaya. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 